was once science fiction is now becoming reality. Today on Life Talks, we're going to be talking about transhumanism, the very things that we used to see. Dan, do you remember the Borg? Do you remember Star Trek? Oh, I remember Star Trek. <laughs> I remember the Borg. The the machine that would that that overtakes humans and it morphs human humanity in the in the computer. You don't remember that? I must miss that episode. Oh, I thought you were a Star Trek fan. I thought of this mm. illustration because I thought that you would totally get it. I I <laughs> I feel such a failure right now. But, you know, you talked about the, it, it is so true. People don't realize science fiction and these topics. You know, Isaac Asimov, which was he was an amazing science fiction writer yeah. back in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. And largely influenced people like the writers of Star Trek yes. or whatever. The reason I started following him was because he's also the king of useless trivia. He produced <laughs> books and books and books of trivia, which is where I first was introduced to him. I'd never read his. Hence his our love fiction. for Jeopardy. Yes, hence my love for Jeopardy. But, but you know, and those were. It, it's so weird if you read the early science fiction writers. Now we're living exactly what they envisioned. Yes, and that's what I think. We're all going along in our normal life, mm -hmm. and we wake up, and all of a sudden they say, "We can put computer chips into your brain." And like, what? Would you like? <laughs> would you like one? <laughs> and and you might as well put it in your brain because you carry it in your pocket anyway. Well, okay, so <laughs> so 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 transhumanism is basically a philosophical and intellectual movement that advocates for the enhancement of human capabilities through the use of advanced technologies. And you know what? who gave me that definition? Our good friend ChatGPT. <laughs> you, you, you're getting a little thing for chat. All right, you? so let me just tell you right now, okay? If I need something quick, I'm going to go to ChatGPT. But... but Go ahead. Isn't it? Isn't it just a sophisticated at this stage? At least the one I'm when I use it, it feels to me like a sophisticated version of Google. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. I mean, it it cuts out the middleman of Google and and it's trying to search out something. Now the problem is you're trusting someone. You're trusting something that what they're giving you is legit. I mean, there yeah. there is a trust that you're putting into this machine. But yeah, I I know this is a sidebar issue, and this is not about transhumanism, but I have I have determined, Dan, that I will not use ChatGBT in any of my sermon preparation at all. See, I'm not there yet because I use it for – I haven't used one yet, but I, three times now I've tried to find illustrations using it. Oh, okay. All right. So I've not I, – I, yeah, I don't, I'm not I saying, don't ask a theological I'm not questions. judging here. I'm well, not okay. – I mean, there's yeah. no judgment. Teach his own. Maybe a little bit, but not <laughs> – no. Speaking of bad philosophy. <laughs> Teach his own. Um, I – I just believe, Dan, like if I start depending so much on the the computers to do all of my research, to do all of my thinking for me, I'm I'm welcome, afraid Welcome to Ben's school of Amish. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, your brain is a muscle. Your mind is a muscle. You I'm, have I'm to not exercise use that it. I'm gonna use that about books. I'm gonna use that about Google. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I have like a. This sounds like a weaker brother issue. <laughs> I will not use ChatGPT for you sermon prep. You are so prep. righteous. <laughs> well, Dan's going to become the Borg. I'm going to be 100% pure he's, human. And he's going to be Benjamin Borntrager. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So transhumanism, Dan. What? What? When you? When I say that term, what do you think? Well. 
part of me does jump to the science fiction where yeah. you've got somebody who's got, you know, this big lump on his head. That's the processing <laughs> unit that he's had installed. Um, and, and, and then when he gets sick, you know, Dr. Spock comes up and waves something across. Yeah. It and, yeah. Yeah. But I, I will tell you what I see now is a process that, that frightens me. Mm. And it is, it is everything from, um, how we make our viruses mm. to um, how we're how we're influenced by algorithms mm. to genetic modifications. Yeah. Uh, last week, I read an article about the first embryo that uh, was successfully implanted. Right. It had three parents. Three parents. Yes, I saw all that. of that. All of that are stepping stones on the way to transgenderism, <sighs> and we don't even know it. Yeah, it's we don't even know it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a. Again, the, we're getting to some deep philosophical well, and ethical issues right now. And here, here's a big one that everybody can relate to that I believe is a pillar of transhumanism, and that's transgenderism. Mm. I, I, in order to get to a post-human world, um, you have to erase a lot of the differences. Yeah. 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 C- See, concrete biological yeah, markers. Right. There's no more need for parents. There's no more need for nuclear family. Mm. There's no more need for gender. Mm. And eventually— this will come as a shock and a disappointment to many of my young friends. No need for sexuality. Right. Exactly. So other than for recreation. Right. But but so so all of these, I mean, when you think about the larger, you got to think about the parts and the parts are pretty sobering. Mm. So, yeah, to me, this is a, we talked the very first episode, we said, hey, you got to have a philosophy of technology and technology can be either used for good or evil. Mm-hmm. Right. But one of the problems we're running into now is because of the, uh, the erasure of of biblical moral values and ethics, we we now live in a wild west of hey, n- not again, not should we do this, but can we do it? Yeah. And there's and there's no boundaries right now. And add to that the acceleration of knowledge, and I think you alluded to it in our, one of our last episodes that yeah. how quickly the amount of information that we have keeps repeating itself, repeating itself, yeah. and now it's minutes, not days, not day, yeah. and it used to be years and decades and centuries, yes. Yes. and and so this thing is gaining speed, and and in my opinion, I think we've lost control of it. Yeah, um, but yeah. if we haven't, we're really close to it. <laughs> I mean. We're not trying to scare anyone, but I I'm do. I'm terrified. Th- <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm glad I'm 62 and got a bad heart. <laughs> Dan's like, I'm going to be looking down from heaven, just laughing at all you suckers down there, oh, dealing man. with all your problems. Um, I do think that there, at some level, you know, there's this, the, the word of God comforts us. And I, I go back to Psalm 2 when it says, this idea of why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain that God God just laughs at them. And so I I have to believe that there's all of these plans that people have to create a better world with technology, to erase the the fall of man and to undo the curse that 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 we have inherited because of our sin, that all of these ideas, um, God's gonna have his way. I mean, look at we have a great example in the Bible of of this in, I think it's Genesis chapter 11 with the Tower of Babel. This idea that humanity tried to come together to, again, overthrow the authority of God and to develop their own system of worship, their own system of government apart from God. And God's like, man, we're not going to do that. 
God has a way of resetting things. Yeah, and and in fact, there are people now referring to the Great Reset. Yeah, that is a potential. And the question is, will that be man-made or God-made? <laughs> but I mean, he we know That's God's a done great it. Point. We know God's done it in a big way at the flood. Yep, and in a a more regional way at Babel. Right. Um, so we know he's quite capable of it, quite willing to yeah. do it. And the yeah. question is, are we facing that? And if we are facing that, are we prepared for that? Yeah. There's 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 a lot of unanswered questions, but. I, I think at the root of this transhumanism is goes back to that that issue we ended with last episode. This idea that because of the fall, because of the marring of the of the image of God, we are trying to regain, uh, get back to full full expressions, full autonomy, without the consequences of of what has transpired, without the marring, without you know death, and so. I think this idea of transhumanism, though there are some good things that can come from it, I think it at the at the root of it is this idea of we want to unshackle ourselves from the effects of walking away from God. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I genuinely believe that. Yeah. Man has been headlong on a pursuit of making God irrelevant since yeah. the fall. So I've got I've got seven categories that transhumanism is is basically you know, those categories of transhumanism. And and some of these are... Wait, I've got a prophecy. What? We are not going to get through this in one episode. No, we're not. All right. So just <laughs> the prophet has spoken. <laughs> because I don't want us to rush this. I think this is... I think this yeah, is, we won't rush this. This is an important set of episodes. I, yeah. I really do. I think people I think people are woefully undereducated on this. And I think it's important that that, you know, we'll start the conversation. People need to start researching this on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, so take your time. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. So the, there's all these areas. There's seven main areas by which transhumanism is is uh, working right now. Mm-hmm. The first one is genetic engineering. So this is the idea of transhumanists uh, advocate for the use of genetic engineering to modify or enhance human traits. This could involve eliminating genetic diseases, increasing intelligence, or enhancing physical attributes. Yeah. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Big thumbs down. And you said, well, why is that? Because Dan, what, what, don't you want a better humanity? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it be wonderful, uh, allegedly, in the utopian view of this, mm-hmm. is that, you know, everybody was healthy and everybody, you know, didn't have, we didn't get cancer. Mm-hmm. And I think within certain realms, I think it, I mean, this, this isn't the last 10 or 20 years we've been looking at it. Here's the problem with it. Eventually, you create the ability to manipulate genetics to a point that it becomes a sophisticated form of eugenics. Hmm. We're already seeing it. And by the way, there's a close relationship between eugenics, infanticide, or let's put it in clearer terms, abortion, yeah. and transhumanism. Yeah. And, and it all relates to having a disease-free. Why is disease-free important? Why? So we can live forever. Yeah. Right? So That's we right. can live longer, live forever, and live unencumbered by the consequences of the fall, mm. i.e., you know, the second law of thermodynamics yeah. that we're all dying. Yeah. And, and, and who gets to be the gatekeeper of, we don't believe anyone with brown hair should exist. Yeah. Or that, we don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. it could be as small and arbitrary as that, or I, I get the, I, I get the, the, there may be a good intention of, let's see if we can eradicate disease, which I don't think you ever will be able to, but that might be a, but there's no, once you cross that line, you have opened up Pandora's box to, well, who says that your your 
thing that you want to do away with is good and my way isn't good. Right. So let's stop and think about this a little bit because if you have regular humans, people like you and me, one of the reasons eugenics was brought about one of the was from the founder of Planned Parenthood, mm. and she was a firm believer in eugenics, mm-hmm. and she believed that certain races is this, is this Margaret Margaret Sanger? Sanger. Yeah. yeah, she believed that certain races were subhuman. Mm. Right, so, African Americans. Yes, she believed believe that. that, or black black children. Yeah, so we had two classes of people: mm. subhumans and humans. Mm. Now we're introducing a third version, mm. which is transhuman. Mm. So in as much as we rejected the notion that there could be two subhumans and humans and said, oh, no, no, we're all in the Imago Dei. Mm-hmm. So now we will have a potential of two types, humans and transhumans. Mm. The only way to eliminate the transhumans is to keep them from reproducing. Oh, Yeah. And yeah. then you can have everybody be transhuman. Mm. So you, what you're going to do is you're going to create the elites mm-hmm. and the non-elites, the yeah. transhumans and the humans. And in doing so, you're going, you, you, you've gone into this area that we said as civilization yeah. was wrong. Yeah, and then what, one, like we can't let two human, just random humans procreate because they might create some kind of diseased child or or right. someone who's not fully, you know, well, and here's meets concept. our standards of humanity. In fact, we wouldn't want that to happen at all. We do not want procreation. Mm. We want children born in labs with genetic manipulation to making sure they have the healthiest, you know, <laughs> genetic. And this so This is it, so science fiction, man. Yeah. Like there are movies made about this. <laughs> but the, the reality is if you eliminate the need for a father and a mother. Yeah. Again, going back to transgender. Mm-hmm. If you eliminate that, you you eliminate the need for what major institution? That's right. The family. The family. Yeah. It is the death of the family. Yeah. So I, I think both of us agree thumbs down for genetic engineering. Yeah. Um, it, it, it messes with... God's authority to knit us together in our mother's I'm not going to go a complete thumbs down, though, i got to modify that. Because, you know, I, I eat GMO. I, I, I know other people don't. But I, like I, like I, genetically modified fruits, vegetables. Yeah. And by the way, everybody does. And 90% of the stuff that you think is organic is GMO anyway. Um, and if you take an antibiotic, you're, you're dealing with the same thing. In yeah. fact, I met the man who invented the genome gun, mm-hmm. who became, he was an atheist, became a Christian, mm. and his view, and he has no regrets about having invented the, the genome gun. So there is, there, there, uh, what we're talking we're about under is- the authority of God and creation and, and will embrace his limitations, I don't see a problem with genetic modifications and trying to, you know, be more productive with mm-hmm. that stewardship. Yeah. But when we go outside of those rules, and we're not even discussing right. the rules, that's right. when the problem exactly. exists. All right, so that's number one. Number two- Cybernetics and prosthetics. So transhumanists are interested in the development of advanced prosthetic limbs and wearable devices that can augment human capabilities. This includes bionic limbs, neural implants, and brain-computer interfaces that enable direct communication between the brain and the machines. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm, thumb in the middle. I'm, I'm a thumb in the middle on this. Okay. So far, you know, I've known people who had traumatic spinal cord injuries. Right, right. For them to be able to walk again would be a huge blessing. Do and you, I, I don't think that's... Do you remember the, the Super Bowl commercial years ago when they had Christopher Reeves stand up and walk? 
you remember that? It was like 15 that. years ago when they were talking about the advances and people were freaking out because they thought Christopher Reeves. Was it AI? It, it was, it was, uh, I don't know, but they're CGI. It was CGI. CGI. But, but they were just, I remember that whatever, whoever's advertising got a lot of backlash because people really thought yeah. that he had. Yeah, how crushing would that have been yeah. if you would you know, walk in a wheelchair and say, oh, that could be me. Yeah. 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 So I, anyways, I just had to bring that up. Yeah, I, I agree. There are some, I'm a thumbs in the middle for this because I think there are some things that people that have lost their limbs or people that, that have become quadriplegic, I think it'd be wonderful to have the technology to give them the opportunity to enjoy certain yeah, parts and, of life again. And, and you see, you don't give up free will for things like that, Mm-mm. which is something that God God gave us. Yeah. You know, he gave us a will. Yeah. And I think also this is an opportunity to glorify God, um, but because any creation you make or anything you design points to a designer, right? The, the, the problem is when you give over, particularly your thinking, your will, those kinds of things to something outside of yourself, that crosses a theological, ethical, moral line. That that's where. So, in other words, if I have if I have a piece of equipment in my head that makes me think particular thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, e- even and you know the idea is well that could cure depression or that could cure oh yeah um, you, you know schizophrenia totally. or something like that. Uh, but but then who do they become in the process? I don't know. It gets oh very man, complicated. it gets so it's so it's so crazy. So so I'll give you I'll give you a. I'll give you an example. You tell me how you feel about this. Let's just say five years down the road, there's a device you can wear on your head, okay? And with it, you can, by thinking, you can change the channel. You can move things up and down. You can change the temperature in your home. You can, as you're looking at your computer, you can surf whatever website you want to just by by thinking it out loud. You can think out the, the letters, the words, or whatever, and it instantly goes there. Yes or no? <laughs> Britt, well, I want to hear from you. What do you think? <laughs> because that's not that's not messing with. It's just it's it's. But what if I can hack into that? Hack into yeah, but it's not your, it's it's not in it's your brain. Be, no, it's not it's in your gotta, brain though. Yeah, it's, it's picking up be waves up to the internet. It would have to be hooked up to the internet at some so, level, and yeah. that makes it possible for somebody else to hack up. And it's it to me, it falls under the same broad category. Why I would never let myself to be allow myself to be hypnotized. Hmm. I I I have a philosophical theological opposition to hypnosis mm-hmm. because that gives my will over to, to someone, someone else, else yeah, and I'm not yeah. willing to do that. Okay, so that's why. That's why at the same time, would that be cool? Awesome, you know. But then again, a lot of things I don't do. I I don't do because they're they violate a principle I, that I think would be pretty awesome to do. Yeah, I think that if one of the major flaws of this younger generation is they will they will give up their freedom in a heartbeat for convenience. Oh yeah, and that's what scares me. Yeah, that the this appeal to convenience to make things easier. I don't have to do you know. I mean, I don't even have to pick up my hands to type. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I can and your just generation, think it. you and I, we would ask the question. The next generation doesn't ask the question. It's normal for them because we we know what life was like before this. Yeah. So we we can still see what was lost with these technologies. And that's advances. the problem without having some theological, moral ethicist dealing with these advances that yeah. it creates. All right. So 
So we're doing a middle thumbs for cybernetics and prosthetics? That's what we're saying, middle thumb? Kind of, and I hate okay. that because I'm not a middle-of-the-road kind of guy. I'm, <laughs> I'm so black and white. Oh, man, we only have a minute 40 left. I Man, we got five more. Can All we right. do one more real quick? Well, let's do one more. All right. This is a big one, though. Cognitive enhancements. Transhumanism. Transhumanists explore methods of improving human cognition and intelligence. This can involve the use of drugs, brain stimulation techniques, or the development of artificial intelligence systems that can enhance human decision-making and problem-solving abilities. So, Dan, come on in this Friday. We're going to cut a little, little sliver right here in your temple. We're going to insert a little, little tiny little microchip in your brain, and it's going to help you think and process. It's going to solve Alzheimer's. It's going to do all these amazing things. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I, I, again, I don't think I can give a – for instance, then I would need to th – theoretically to me, I would need to say then I'm opposed to every use of Ritalin. Hmm. Because as an educator, I've seen Ritalin horribly abused. Yeah, right. What's that other one that, uh, that college kids snort now? Oh. Uh, at, uh, it starts with an, does it start with an A? Oh. I know. Adderall. Adderall, yep. Yeah. Um, so – but I also have seen people who have – something going on and mm. I don't know whether, you know, what it's caused by or, or whatever, but, but Adderall is, helps them to focus. Yeah. So, so, and I don't take a <laughs> it, stand. That it says works. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think the problem is when we say, well, it works. That's pragmatism. It's pragmatism. When we're all fundamentally pragmatic until it violates a universal principles found in scripture, that's when, you know, account, that's where we have to be. Science, philosophy, pragmatism, all of these things have to be accountable to an authority. Who's going to be the authority or what's going to be the authority? This is the, this challenge right here. We're not, we're not going to finish this. I'm going to leave this episode with one question that I want people to think about. If in five years, the, the, the probability of microchip being implanted in brains. I mean, I think it's already happening, but like it's, it might be mainstream. It could happen within five to 10 years. Would you as a parent, knowing that everyone, all their five-year-olds are getting microchips implanted in their brains before they go to school because that's what kids do now because it will help enhance learning and, 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 and cognition and problem solving. And so do you as a parent bring your five-year-old into the doctor for their microchip implant that will help school become so much easier for them? Don't answer that. We're going to come back next, next episode on Life Talks. Man, this has been a crazy conversation to have. I think it's important that we have these things. It's important for you as a Christian to develop your own philosophy and convictions, again, based on the authority of God's word, the image of God, the, the idea of redemption, and, and what does God want for us as his uh, people to reflect him? So... Uh, it's been a great conversation. Thank you again for joining us on Life Talks, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. The Ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.